When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You join us for the Financial Outlook for Private Investors. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investors. We discuss the world of investment from a, a UK perspective. And I know we're going to look at some companies that have produced their results recently, but we, we need to think really look first at the inflation numbers, which were also a 30-year high last month and another new 30-year high this month. Um, the Bank of England, I suspect now, is rather wishing it had never said it was transient, because um, <laughs> clearly this is going to go on for a little while. Um, so what can we infer from the numbers? Hey, yeah, I mean, thanks for having me back, Percy. Um, I think these inflation data's are, data is, is so, so important. It really is very much front and centre for investors, uh, traders, the market in general. Um, and we saw CPI hit a fresh 30-year high, like you say, of 7%. And it looks as though it could be heading up above 8% in uh, the coming months. And we saw it both in terms of the consumer prices, so things like petrol, furniture, restaurants, hotels, all of those prices going up. And then we saw it in terms of uh, factory prices as well. We saw the price of goods produced by UK factories rising by nearly 12%. And both of these readings were ahead of expectations as well. Just to point out some of the more sort of shocking numbers within the report, we saw energy costs jump sharply. And remember, this is actually even before the lifting of the energy price cap comes into the data. That will be reflected next month. But we saw the price of kerosene for domestic heating up 44% between February and March. Uh, gas prices up about 28% year on year and electricity up by 19%. So really is quite a daunting situation, both for consumers and producers. Uh, we know inflation was already on the rise last year. And now the war in Ukraine has created this energy crisis. And that sent energy, fuel and food much higher across the board. Um, you're far too young to remember this, but before CPI was adopted, we used to use the RPI, which is still, although it's now not an official, proper official statistic, I notice is 9%. And you say CPI is going to go a bit higher. That means we're going to have what the headlines would have said was double-digit inflation. It, it's bound to go over 10% now, RPI, which is fairly horrendous. Now, how long do we think we're going to be living there because clearly even before the war in Ukraine you know, one of the problems of having locked down so many societies um, for COVID and then started them up again and injecting all that money into the economy is clearly pushing prices up but is it going to be relatively temporary or are we going to have to live with this new world which we have to say for many people in the markets and indeed just many people in society that you know a lot of people have never experienced this sort of double digit inflation before. Yeah, and I think that is really the big question. How long is this going to last? Some of the factors driving inflation have the potential to ease off naturally, particularly if you're thinking about the supply chain bottlenecks. Mm. Those should ease as those rusty supply chains um, kick into gear and we get 
beyond the pandemic, say. Yes. Uh, assuming, of course, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but assuming, of course, that the Chinese are not still locking down cities that are major suppliers in the supply chain. Well, yeah, I mean, their zero tolerance COVID policy um, isn't helpful for uh, the global inflation problem, nor is it helpful for their own economic prospects. So I'm wondering how long they're going to do it, given that it is very detrimental to mm. uh, their output and their GDP. Yes. Um, well, look, let's just take a very quick brief and break, and then we will look at some of the um, companies that have been reporting and uh, and see whether or not um, the inflation picture is affecting them. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is the Financial Outlook for Private Investors on Share Radio, where I'm talking to Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. Um, yes, sorry to interject <laughs> before. It just, I, it, it just seems quite extraordinary how, how many problems are being piled on top of one another, one after the other. I, I would not like to be running a, a company over the last two or three years in the UK or indeed anywhere. So where are we going to start um, looking at results? Well, I thought it'd be interesting to look at uh, what we're seeing in terms of the supermarkets because Tesco had its earnings this week and it, they had a really strong pre-tax profit number coming in um, over £2 billion trebling year on year. But it had warned about its outlook, essentially issued a profit warning uh, saying that its profit guidance is going to come in lower. And that's on the back of this inflationary backdrop that's making its goal to keep the cost of the weekly shop in check a lot more challenging. Um, and we also saw there was a read across for other stocks in the sector like Sainsbury's mm. and Marks and Spencer's on the assumption that these companies are dealing with uh, similar difficulties. And it came at the same time that we had that uh, very high UK data on inflation. But also another company to point out is um, Pizza Hut, which has warned that price hikes are inevitable. So Tesco vowing to try to keep prices under control, yes. Pizza Hut sort of bowing to the inflationary pressure and saying, you know, we have no choice. We have to put prices up. Not only are they dealing with rising costs, they're also grappling with staff shortages, which is across the hospitality sector. And the war in Ukraine has led to further supply constraints. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing prices of packaging and food on things like dairy, wheat, meat. There's been oil shortages vegetables, all these things are going up. And, and the pizza chain said it's yes. actually expecting double-digit cost inflation now. And, and we had the head of Iceland, um, Richard Walker, I think, also saying that, you know, you can't expect the supermarkets to bear the brunt of this. They're going to have to pass these costs on before long. Yes, just wonder, I wonder what we need to stock up on, but I can't yeah. think that far ahead. Okay, <laughs> so just, that's just Tesco. a competitive sector. That's the yeah. thing. And it's always been a race to the bottom on price. And that's yeah. why Aldi and Lidl have fared so well lately. So it's really difficult for them to actually put prices up when it's such an intensely competitive sector. Yeah, but they yeah, I mean, they can't afford to keep losing money for very long. So it's yeah, something's going to break sooner or yeah. later. So yeah. where next? Well, ASOS was quite interesting this week. Uh, it was its first results 
since it transitioned to the main market on the London Stock Exchange, uh, we saw a rather dismal 87% drop in first half profits. It was up at £113 million this time last year, now all the way down to just below £15 million. Now, it really does feel as though investors have massively lost confidence in ASOS, judging by the share price, which is down by about 80%. Clearly, this was one of those stay-at-home stocks like Zoom and Deliveroo that fared really well uh, when we were in lockdown. But now that life has reopened and restrictions have ended, these companies are really starting to suffer. Also, the war in Ukraine has impacted the business. That accounted for, well, Russia and Ukraine together accounted for about 4% of revenues or £20 million of profit. It's also been caught up in this broader tech sell-off amid, you know, fears about what higher interest rates could mean for some of the more debt-heavy companies. Then it's also got cost inflation, (laughs) and it's a price-sensitive business. So we can see that this is a very, very challenging environment for ASOS, and and that's why investors are moving away from the stock. We've seen quite a few price target downgrades uh, on the stock as well. Okay, um, let's move on. You've got another couple I think you want to mention. Well, I thought it'd just be worth um, mentioning EasyJet because this actually uh, wasn't too bad. There was some nervousness before the results about what higher oil prices could mean um, and also how the war in Ukraine might be impacting demand. But actually, it was a pretty upbeat uh, assessment from the low cost carrier. It says that it's expecting third quarter capacity come in at about 90% of its 2019 sort of pre-pandemic levels. Um, 2022 was meant to be the big comeback year for airlines, which clearly had a very, very difficult time during the pandemic when most Mm. flights were grounded. Um, But now it's got fresh headwinds from the war in Ukraine, rising oil prices, and also a jump in COVID cases here in the UK. So there's a lot of demand for outbound travel for UK holidaymakers wanting to go to Spain or other parts of Europe, we're not seeing the same in the other direction. A lot of international travellers are put off by our high high levels of COVID cases and business travel also remains subdued. And and that's probably going to be a trend that um, could become entrenched. So you were talking about um, some of the stocks that did well in the pandemic, the stay-at-home stocks are now Mm. doing badly. You talked about how some of the growth stocks, particularly if companies are saddled with debt, are now suffering and we're seeing a shift aren't we towards value uh, investing you know companies that are cash generative or have got brands that they you know you know we've all got to use is there anything investors should be thinking about regard to their portfolios and this Uh, have they missed the bus indeed in switching from growth to value um i mean we have been discussing and thinking about this a lot and how to sort of navigate the inflationary environment Clearly, it's been a very, very difficult time for investors in the first quarter, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you should be uninvested because the way we like to think about it is investing as a long-term game. Um, we're not here for short, sharp wins, not yeah. jumping in and out of the market. You've got to sort of take the rough of the smooth. In the long term, it's probably always better to be invested, particularly when cash is generating nothing in the bank with uh rock bottom interest rates and uh, rising inflation eroding away that cash but in terms of sort of some of the sectors that are looking quite interesting uh, the banks particularly ones with strong mortgage lending um, capabilities could fare well as we move to higher interest rates obviously oil and gas prices are moving higher 
and broader commodities. So that's supporting uh, some stocks in um, the mining sector and also the energy sector. And then um, when you're thinking about more consumer facing um, businesses, you need to think about whether these companies are price takers or price makers. Can they pass on those additional costs to their consumers without affecting demand? If they can, then they could prov prove to be quite resilient during this time. If they can't, then they're going to be forced with much lower margins and lower profits. Interesting times. They're perhaps interesting in the sense of the Chinese sense of not being um, what we exactly want. But thank you very much indeed, uh, Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. We've been looking at the financial outlook for private investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.